name's Jonathan Nato, and I'm a blind guy. I'm Hamad Zaidi, and I have a disability. And this is Limping on Cloud Nine. It is, Jonathan, and today's story is going to be a ghost story. Woo! <laughs> no, it is, it is, it is. And I had a wild brush with a ghost. For those people rolling their eyes out there, trust me, I would roll my eyes at this story until the very moment it happened to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? So let me take everybody back to 1990. Okay. I was a building manager of the California State University Northridge Student Union, Mm. which incidentally was the same job I had the semester a year and a half later that I convinced my roommate Larry to ditch a week (laughs) and go to to New York for a concert. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So the building manager of the student union consisted of handling all the money of all the stores inside the student union, setting up all the meetings, and if you were closing late at night, to be the one that locks up the building. Okay. Right? But before I get into the actual incident, let me give you a little bit of a backstory. Okay. When I got hired at CSUN uh, at the student union, I was told this ghost story, that there was a little girl ghost Somewhere in the student union. And, of course, I rolled my eyes. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Right. Right? And she has a bloody hatchet and she kills people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, no, 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 no. That's not the story, dude. You got to listen. So as I was rolling my eyes, I was hearing the story. And the story is Northridge used to be all orange groves mm. before the campus was built. Mm. And... Where the student union is specifically was a large orange grove, and there used to be a small house on that area, right? Okay. And there was a little girl, and I don't remember her name. She was six or seven years old, and she got very ill, and she passed away one week before her birthday, Mm. right? And then, for whatever reason, the university wasn't aware or didn't care, probably wasn't aware that there was a body buried. Like somewhere that, on, the, on the land. S- somewhere on that orange grove, right? Yeah, yeah. So apparently the little girl is buried under the conference center. Okay. You know? And again, that part cannot be disputed. That's true. Yeah. So over the years, from the time the building was built to the time I was there, which was about a 20-year span, there were 20 or 30 plus sightings of this little girl. Let me explain this to you. There's no way it could be coordinated hoax because over 20 years, these are different students and different employees that did not know each other. Right. I was just going to say they didn't know one another because it's over 20 years and you're only at the school for three or four or whatever. So, Right. And the exact image of the young woman was exactly the same mm. by by all the people that had seen her. Mm. Mm. You know, she's wearing like a little blue and white dress. She had long hair. She was gentle. She wasn't, you know, mean at all. Yeah. But apparently she only came out the week of her birthday. Okay. The first day that I got the building manager job, yeah. I had this really arrogant, macho, very smart, but arrogant, macho boss named Dale. Mm. And he was training me. And he was like just a no-nonsense guy, right? Yeah. Just 
had his rules, had his methods. And every time I try to joke with him, he's like, do you want this job or not? You've only been hired for an hour. And I'm like, sorry, dude. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> right. So the reason I mentioned Dale, I'm telling you, he was only work. It could have been the first day that he trained me, but it might have been the second. It was no later than the second day. Okay. Right? Yeah. I was coming in to relieve him. So our shift only had like a one hour crossover. Okay. Right before the next shift. Okay. Yeah. Right? He comes in and he already had a tan. He had a natural tan, right? Yeah. That guy comes in, Jonathan, and he looks wider than Casper the Friendly Ghost. No kidding. He looked scared. I mean, genuine. And this is a macho dude. Yeah. Right? He came into the office, threw down his keys, his keys meaning the keys to all the locks and all the doors and yeah. the whole student union. Yeah. Right? Threw the keys on the desk, looked at me, and I'm like, Dale, are you okay? And he looked at me, and he's like, I'm never stepping foot in this place again, right? No kidding. And, and Jonathan, he quit no right way. there. No way. He quit. quit. Right there. He left his keys on the desk. He went to the office, and he quit. Oh, my goodness. Right? And so my first thought was, okay, at least whoever I have next isn't going to be as strict as that guy. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I kind of laughed it off. So I'm like, ah, this is, that whole story is total BS, right? Yeah. yeah. So a year goes by, because I was there two years. The The next April, here's when my experience happened. Okay. And I was closing, and, and I think it was on a weekend, so it closed pretty late, like 12 or 1 o'clock sure. in the morning. Yeah. My job was to lock everything, every single door. And you had to be really diligent about it because, you know, leaving a student union open would not be good. Exactly. So here's what happened. I I went down to this room that had a couple of um, air conditioners in it. Okay. Locked up the room, locked everything up, turned off all the lights, double-checked, everything was locked. Yep. Right? Yep. And just as I start to leave, I hear a knock just like, on the door. Okay. On the inside of the door. Okay. And I'm like, this isn't like a huge room that's as big as a, a, a you know, a warehouse. This is just a normal size, like an oversized closet. Sure. Yeah. So naturally, I first thought, okay, air conditioners knock every now and then. Yeah. That may, I, maybe it was something like, you know, the air conditioner knocking, not actually the door. Right. Exactly. Right. right. So then I opened it, turned on the lights on, looked around, even looked around for like little animals, lock everything up. And then the thing that peed me, that pissed me off a little bit <laughs> is you, you had to go through the same exact procedure locking up. Right. right. You just couldn't, you couldn't just say, okay, I was just here two minutes ago. I'll just close the door and leave. Right. Right. But you had to make sure it was a lot of stuff. So I locked up. I turn around and just as I'm leaving, what do I hear, Jonathan? The knock again. The knock again, and I hear, and I'm like, okay, that's weird. Okay. And I wasn't thinking ghost yet, right? I was yeah, just thinking, yeah. I was thinking, what is going on, man? Is this like an MTV, <laughs> am, I, am I on some spook show? That's right. right? <laughs> so, and again, it pissed me off a little bit because I had to unlock everything because it was really difficult. I never told them this because I didn't want to lose my job. But unlocking certain doors 
were not the easiest thing for me. Right, yeah, especially if you got, you know, good the use of one hand, so. Yeah, because there are certain doors where you had to pull, maybe not the way it was designed, but the way that the door was. Yeah. It was naturally jammed a little bit, so right. you had to pull it with one hand while you unlocked it with the other at the same time. Yeah, you'd, like, get it to line up right. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. Third time I do it, right? Go through the whole thing, do it again. And I'm telling myself this time, dude, if you hear that knocking again, just, you don't care. Just You're just walk. leaving. Yeah, just just keep going. You're just leaving. Yeah. Right? And so I opened it up, did everything, closed the door, and just as I started to leave, I hear, and I just stare at it. And the first thing that came in my mind, you know what I thought, Jonathan? No. I thought... Oh, my God, the knock is coming from the lower third of the door. Oh, right? man. The, the knocking is where a child would knock. Yeah. Because an adult would knock higher on the door. Right. I realized that the knocking was on the lower third of the door, and I'm like, excuse me, who's in there? Nothing. And I'm like, hello, hello, who's in there? Nothing. Again, nothing. Hmm. And then my heart's starting to pound. I'm like, shit, I'm going to, you know, I'm feeling really, I'm feeling weird about this all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then I'm like, hey, this is Hamad. My name is Hamad Zaidi. Who's there? And man, I started to hear a little girl laugh. No, you didn't. I did. I swear, man. She's like, dude, I turned around limp and all. I ran as fast as I could, man. <laughs> oh, man. I ran so damn fast. I dragged myself up the stairs. I was screaming. I was the only one there. Right, right. Just screaming and, and tearing. And just like I was freaked out, right? Yeah, yeah. And here's the other problem. Like, I'm running out and certain doors are locked, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I locked them. Right. And... And I had to, like, I, it was just a pain. I had to get out. And then I went back to my dorm room, and I thought, man, I'm not going to tell anyone this because no one's going to believe me. But it was just freaking me out so much that the next day that I was at, at work, and it wasn't the following day because I had a couple of days off because yeah. I, I closed that night. Yeah. The next time I was at work, I went to my, you know, to one of my bosses, and I'm like, I heard something the other night. And she goes, really? And I said, I, I did. I heard something the other night. I really did. I'm not kidding. And she goes, yeah, we've had three or four incidents in the last week. And then they tell me, and this just freaks me out. So many incidents had occurred that April. Yeah. yeah. The university had hired a, a therapist for, for students that were freaked out. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that weird? So Dude. did they hear like the same sort of of stuff or whatever, or was it in the same the same yeah, spot? Well, no, the other ones didn't hear her; they saw her. Shh. Right. So what I don't know about my story is if I would have opened the door, would she have shown herself to me or not? I don't. Yeah, I mean, she didn't the first couple times. I don't know. Yeah, she's just knocking, right? Yeah. But when she started laughing, dude, to this day, I. There's only two times in my life that I had that level of fear, honestly. Dude, two. I have goosebumps right now, man. <laughs> no, it, it, there was 
I, no, there's three. Three times, Jonathan, man, there's three times in my life that I had that level of fear. Mm, mm. The first time was when I got a gun pulled on my head when I was 12 years old. Right, that, yeah. You know, that was in the Guns and Mirrors episode. Right, right. Uh, time number two was this, right? Yeah. When I had this ghostly experience. And the third time is the day Lena and Zoe were born, one of the nurses came up to us in the ICU and they said, you know, your daughter has a head bleed. One of your kids has a head bleed and she has a 25% chance of having permanent paralysis. Oh, man. And I was freaking out because I thought, oh, my God, I had a head bleed. Yeah, right. (laughs) Mine was an accident. How did this happen? Yeah. like four minutes later, the nurse comes up to us and says, oh, the doctor checked the wrong box. Your kid's fine. Wow. <laughs> so those, those three moments were the time in my life that I have been so incredibly scared. But oh, man. the reason I wanted to share this ghost story out of Northridge is that, man, I had had supernatural experiences in the past, like weird experiences where things could be questioned. Sure, sure. But I always had this like pound of doubt, like, ah, come on, there's no ghosts. And then when I heard about the, the ghost in the Northridge Center at Cal State Northridge, I'm like, well, that's a funny story, right? Right, right. Until that April night that I experienced that thing. Yeah, yeah. I would have told you there's no way that ghosts exist. And now I'm telling you, clear possibility. <laughs> you know, I I don't necessarily have a, a ghost experience per se. Now I was I was blind, and we the, in in Connecticut, and not only Connecticut but New England, there's a ton of these like haunted attractions or like you know mm-hmm. historical mm-hmm. historical places to check out. And so yeah, there, there are. So there's this one this one like abandoned village in I think it was in Pomfret, Connecticut, which is just a couple of towns away from where I, I live. And so we're like, oh, let's go check it out. So the story is like in this village, some disease like just ran through the whole village. It's probably like the 16 or 1700s. And it ran through this whole village and it just wiped out everyone. Not that there was a ton of people. There might have been a handful of families or whatever. And so we went to this, we, yet we had to like, we parked on the side of the road and there was this little path. You walk through the path and you cross this little river on like these stones and stuff and you walk across and you walk down this, uh, this horse trail and at the end of this horse trail is this abandoned like th- sort of village. Like there's all these, the foundations of these homes are still kind of there, but there's, there's a well and there's nothing else around. So we're, right. all, we're all walking around and, like, just checking the place out, like, oh, uh, you know. But, man, the whole time I was there, I was just like, man, this is creepy. I had this, like, just creepy feeling. I was like, man, I, I, I was like, I can't explain it, but I was like, I feel like we're being watched. Like, you know, like, it just it just felt like that, this weird, creepy sensation. And I was just like, yeah, let's get out of here. I was like, I, I, I'm done. And you, you know, being a blind, you being blind don't your senses get heightened anyway? Yeah, totally. I just, I just felt. I mean, I didn't. I, you know, I didn't hear anything. I, I just had this, this feeling, right? And so we're walking back, and we, we cross the, you know, the, 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 the river again and stuff. 
And there was a friend that went with us who, you know, had claimed he could sort of like, he was, I don't know what terminology he used, but he, he claimed he's sort of the, a spiritual like person or whatever. And he was just like, man, I'm glad we got out of there. I was like, why? He's like, two reasons. One, he's like, when we were leaving, he's like, I turned back and they're like, all I could see, I saw this like old guy with his arms crossed, just like staring us down, like being like, get out of here. Like, you don't belong here. Leave. And then he's like, and then the second thing, he's like, when we were walking back down the horse trail, I could hear like, like horse drawn carriages as we were walking down. I was like, dude, that that's creepy. Dude, that's, I'm staring. I'm staring at my hair that's actually standing up. <laughs> but that that I, that's the only. So I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. I I felt like we were being watched, and my friend was just like, "Yeah, man, I saw this ghost or you know whatever." And he was just staring us down as we were walking out. Like you need you need to leave. And I was like, "Yeah." Whew. But but you know, I also think, Jonathan, that, that you have to be open to possibility. You know, what's funny is I wonder if the universe or the powers that be create a situation to allow certain people to experience these things mm. and not allow others to. Mm, mm. Right? Because yeah. if everyone experienced it, it would be fact that they do exist. Right. 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 Yeah. It's really interesting, though, isn't it? Yeah, no, totally. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's the only really experience I have with that, but it was it was definitely creepy. Yeah, it is creepy, but, you know, the one thing that I never felt during my experience is I was scared out of my mind because I didn't understand. You know, the unknown is really dangerous. Sure. As people are more afraid of the unknown than they are the known, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I was, you know... Running and screaming and freaking out, <laughs> even though even though I knew that every report I'd ever heard about this young girl was that she was super nice. Yeah. And and she just wanted to play. Right. Right. Yeah. So that is our little ghost story for today. <laughs> kind of kind of crazy, though, huh? Yeah, it is. It is definitely. Uh, but I man. hope we didn't. Uh, I hope people enjoyed this one. We were Jonathan and I always try to continually do other parts of our lives that, you know, are kind of out of the box. Yeah. Just to give everyone the whole gamut of, uh, you know, what we've been through. Yeah, no, totally. So if you want to uh, subscribe to us, you can find us on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, all kinds of other places, probably every other podcatcher on Android. So subscribe, and we thank you for everyone that is listening and downloading. Again, we continue to see the numbers go up, so thank you, everyone. Uh, you know, share the share the podcast, and don't forget to check out toysaccessible.com. You know what we do there. It's a website dedicated to children with various types of disabilities, and these toys are created with those disabilities in mind. So check out toysaccessible.com. Absolutely. If you want to reach us, info at limpingoncloud9.com. That's info at limpingoncloud9, the number 9.com. Everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Talk to you next episode. See ya.